Yeah. All right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Okay, let's go to Nehemiah. Now, Nehemiah, uh, just to give you a little details here, so, you know, you got Adam all the way down through Moses, the children of Israel. History's coming along down here. David and Solomon and all the kings, which was only about 20-something of them. And all of a sudden, where'd the kingdom go? Well, they were worshiping idols. They lost. The Bible flat out tells us in certain passages. Actually, uh, First Chronicles, it says, they lost this because they worshiped idols. Okay. In other words, they just decided they could do without God. But anyway... Uh, they were only going to be under Nebuchadnezzar for 70 years. Jeremiah told them that. He said, 70 years, you're all coming back. But I mean, boy, it, it, it wiped out the nation of Israel. Moses even told them that they were going to lose their kingdom. I think we're going to see this. Yeah, we will in a minute. Anyway, so they're all under Nebuchadnezzar. Except now Nebuchadnezzar has done passed on. There's a guy by the name of, here he is, King Artaxes is what we'll say. Whatever. We'll just call him Art. King Art. He's a, bib- he's a historical figure. I tell you what, you can have a college degree just by reading the Bible. You will already know history because history is laid out in the scriptures. It's really fantastic. But anyway, so anyway, uh, so the children of Israel, uh, this is about 500, 600, 650, about 500 years before Jesus. They're under Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar is no longer the king or whatever. He, and another guy is. It's under Persia now. The Persians take over. Romans are fixed to take over later. Okay. But anyway, um, the prophets had said, y'all are coming back. Just like we talk about Israel became a nation in 1940-something. Well, yeah, but they already came back to Jerusalem a long time before that. Yes, they did become a nation later, but that's just par for the course. If you get out there and you start not, you get away from God, put it that way. You get away from the Lord, and it's not because you told a lie. It's because you don't want anything to do with God. You just, you, I mean, you, I don't need God. I don't, matter of fact, I don't even believe in God anymore. That's what got them in trouble. They were believing in these other stupid gods like, oh, the stars, Gemini, woo, you know, the sun. See, Egypt worshipped the sun. As a matter of fact, the group, the group right before this, Jeremiah pled with them and they said, we go, we're going to worship the queen of heaven. That's what, what she was called, no matter what you say. And they weren't Egyptians. These were the Jews that were been deported. And they stomped their foot and they said, we will worship the queen of heaven. That's written in Jeremiah. Jeremiah wrote it down. He said, well, y'all are toast when you get down there. You think you're going to be fine, but you're going to be over with. Okay, so long this time frame... Now, God had said, you're coming back. I said, you're coming back, and you're coming back. Well, this is along that time frame. Watch what happened. An autobiography of Nehemiah. He must be a prophet. No, he's not. He was just a mayor. He didn't become mayor. Right now, he is a cupbearer. Hey, bring me something to drink. That's all he was, for the king. But now, interesting enough, think about this. He's like you and I. He's a Jew or whatever. We'll call him a Christian or whatever. He loves the Lord because you're going to see. Loving the Lord is just simply praying and looking to him for help. That's, that's all it is. Not, I've been to church 4,000 times in a row. Never missed a date. Uh, anyway, so he's not a priest. He's just a person. He's just a Jew that loves God. Okay. Look at the details. In December, see these are just fairy tales. No, it's not. In December, the 20th year of this guy's reign. How long has Obama been in? Well, everybody knows. We all know he's fixing to be out. How long was he in? Eight years. Okay. We know the counts. Okay. This was in the 20th year of the king, we'll call him Art of Persia, when I was in the palace at Shushan. Now, we were talking a moment ago about prosperity. 
Where is this fellow working? Praise the Lord. I just, just get excited. God's going to take care of you. He was working whoop, right next to the big shots. Matter of fact, the last king, uh, and you see this in the book of Jeremiah, also somewhere else too, it's also um, Nebuchadnezzar displaced one of the kings, put him in prison back home at uh, Babylon. And anyway, at the last part of his... Um, uh, the last time he was, um, the last part of his sentence while he was in town there with, with Nebuchadnezzar, he brought the king out. And remember, he was a, a stupid king for losing his, he was a descendant of David, but he also knew he lost his kingdom because he worshipped, you know, idols. But the point is, is that, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, except it wasn't Nebuchadnezzar, it was the next king down. Uh, he got him out of prison and then said, hey, you're going to eat with me at my table the rest of your life. And I'm going to give you some money too. What? See, what's amazing is Jeremiah had told King Zechariah before Zedekiah just before that he said, "If you'll just surrender, you know you could be that could happen to you as well." Okay, but anyway, but how come Joseph made it all the way second to Pharaoh? How come this guy is second to the king? Watch what happens. So anyway, uh, when I was at the palace of Shushan, one of my fellow Jews named Hanana uh, came to visit me with some of the men who had arrived from Judah. I took the opportunity to inquire how things were going in Jerusalem. Well, remember, Jerusalem was just tore to pieces. There were a few stragglers that was able to be left behind, you know. And uh, how are things getting along, I asked. The Jews who returned from Jerusalem, from their exile here. He says, man, things ain't good. The wall of Jerusalem is still tore down. The gates are burned. When I heard this, I sat down and cried. Now, this is not fairy tales. And this is not a book about the inspirational Go get you a book of poems if that's what you want. You're going to get inspired by the Bible, but it wasn't written so that we could have an inspirational story. This was history coming down through time, and things had been devastated. It was just terrible what had happened. But notice what happened. I sat down and cried. In fact, I refused to eat for several days. I spent the time in prayer to the God of heaven. Oh, Lord, I cried. Oh, great and awesome God who keeps his promises well, where'd that come from? Well, you know, we need to remember that as Christians in, in today. Sometimes we don't even think he, we've, 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 let, we've let the Hallmark Channel tell us what our God will do. Don't ever do that, mercy. Thank God for good movies on Hallmark Channel or whatever, but man, you watch out. They'll try to tell you that when you hit a brick wall, we're supposed to understand, well, sometimes it just don't work out. You know? No, Jesus said you keep praying and you keep praying and you keep praying till you get it. You don't, don't back off. Anyway. Oh, oh Lord, I cried out how great, awesome. You keep promise and is so loving kind to those who love and obey you. Hear my prayer. Listen carefully to what I say. Now, he wasn't saying, you know, I, I think I'll pray today. He was heartbroken about this. And he's saying, look, listen to me. Day and night for your people of Israel, I confess we've sinned against you. No, oh, really? What'd they do? Well, look what he said. We've sinned against you. We've committed the horrible sin of not obeying the commands you've given us through your servant Moses. Oh, please remember what you... Look at that. Please remember what you told Moses. That's why I thank God that I'm here and thank God y'all are here because we keep hearing about what Moses said. See, Moses said, y'all are going to ditch God and you're going to lose your kingdom. You're going to wind up in slavery. But while you're in slavery, when you stretch your head and you go, you know what? I had it better with God. <laughs> when you decide to come back to him, he'll bring you back, okay? Amen. Here's what he says. Remember, now he's telling God. But now wait a minute. I remember 
Abraham talked to God that way and he said, hey, about Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, if there's 50 righteous in there, will you spare the city? And God said, yeah, I'll spare it. And then he went down to 40, 30, 20, 10. Anyway, <clears throat> if you sin, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me, I will obey and obey my laws. And even though you are exiled to the furthest, it says furthest uh, countries, whatever. Oh, uh, uh, I will bring you back to Jerusalem for Jerusalem is a place where I have chosen to live. Now, all this time, you know, you, you can you can make a big deal about this sin and whatever. The sin was only worshiping other gods. They had a daily sacrifice for not treating your mama right <laughs> and doing other things and whatever. People knew what not to do. But the thing that got them in trouble was we don't need God anymore and got them completely out. <clears throat> okay. He says, but notice what he says. Uh, we're your servants, the people you rescued by your great power. That's he's talking about coming out of uh, uh, Egypt. He says, heed the prayers of those of us who delight to honor you. Help, help me now. Look at this. As I go in before the king... To ask a great favor, put into his heart to be kind to me. Now, this was not some sort of social prayer. Let's be politically correct. Let's make it look like a big show, something never happened. No, this was desperation. His heart was broke. Remember what the story was. His friends came back from Jerusalem. He said, hey, how's it going? Because he works for the palace. Hey, how's it going? Ooh, terrible. It was not going good. Okay, now here's what happened. All right, that's chapter one. Chapter two. He says, one day in April, four months later, okay, I was serving the king his wine. The king said, why are you so sad? You aren't sick, are you? You look like a man with deep troubles. Now watch this. Watch how this plays out. For unto then, I'd always been cheerful when I was with him. I was badly frightened. Now watch what he said he did. But I replied, sir, why shouldn't I be sad? For the city where my ancestors, oh, uh, yeah, for the, my city, excuse me, for the city where my ancestors are buried is in ruins. The gates have been burned down. Oh. <clears throat> well, yeah, I was looking for that. I was looking for that phrase right there. Well, what should be done, the king says. Okay, let me back up. So anyway, he's not, he's not happy, whatever the king catches him, you know. What are you so sad about? And what scared him? He goes, because he's supposed to be, you better be happy. We want happy people. Chick-fil-A, you know, we get fired if you're not happy. You know, I mean, it's the way it works. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, he said, well, listen, boss, uh, that actually means old king live forever. Oh, uh, but nonetheless, but anyway, our ancestors are buried in these ruins and the gates have been burned down. And notice the king said, what should be done? That's like Jesus saying, what do you want me to do? What a shock to us when we realize that I've got help. I've been wallowing around here for nothing. And Jesus is right there to help me if I just ask him. Notice he says, with a quick prayer to the God of heaven. I'm going to switch back to the King James. Because sometimes you think, they're just playing with us here. No, here's what we would have read. Look at this. He said, uh, this is the King James. Uh, he said, I was so afraid. I like to say he was so afraid it hurt. Okay. All right. Uh, and he said, remember, it says, my countenance was sad. Okay. And he says, well, what dost thou make request? In other words, what do you want? And notice he says, so I prayed to the God of heaven. In other words, real quickly. That's all he's saying he did. I just asked the Lord, you know, help me out here. And so yeah, that's what he did. So where'd he go? With a quick prayer to the God of heaven, I replied, if it please your majesty, and if you look upon me with your royal favor, send me to Judah and rebuild the city of my fathers. This is where the walls are going to be rebuilt, okay? The king replied, the queen sitting beside him. Wow. 
How long are you going to be gone? <laughs> well, that didn't sound like it's off the charts. It sounds like, whoa, how long are you going to be gone? Praise the Lord. Anyway, when he will return. So it was agreed and a time was set. Now watch this, for my departure. Now remember, we're in chapter 2. What happened in chapter 1? That was his prayer. Can you document your prayer that you have prayed about a certain situation or have you done like I've done? I ain't prayed yet. <laughs> I'm looking for something, you know, and I ain't even begun to pray. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. What does it say? It says, trust the Lord with all your heart. didn't say be a Christian. You're already a Christian. Think about what it says. Trust the Lord with all your heart and what? Lean not to your own understanding. Let's just say you want to get a house or something or a job. And, you, and your own understanding is it's too difficult or trying to get a house in the southeast section is too hard, whatever. I was telling Melody this the other day. They're trying to find an apartment or whatever, and it looks like they're just, it's just not going to happen. They're going to have to go way out in Madison. I said, whoa, 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 time out. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Your own understanding is you can't find a house over here where you want. Don't do that. Listen to the rest of the Scripture. It says, in all your ways... Do what Nehemiah did. Acknowledge him. That's just not like saying, well, I, I know there's a God. No. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Give him what it is you're looking for. And then guess what? And he shall direct your path. It'll be the first phone call. It's, some, it's happened to me just over and over again. I, I just call it normal. It just happens because I, you start thinking you got angels with you all the time. Where did I leave that thing? Where did I leave my car keys? You turn around. Oh, there they are. Or you have a thought. I remember where they were. And saved you all that searching and stuff. And what did it? You just asked. So the king said, how long are you going to be gone? When are you going to return? So it was agreed and a time was set for my departure. Then I added this to my request. Look at this. If it please the king, give me letters to the governor of the west of the Euphrates. Boy, how far away was this place? Well, he was way over there in Libya or somewhere. Wow. So he had to come across Egypt and then go up north into Jerusalem. He said, give me letters west of the Euphrates River instructing them to let me travel through their country on my way to Judah. We think people were just all stupid a long time ago. Man, they had ID cards. Man, they had driver's license. You couldn't go across one place without having proper authority. But now watch how fantastic this is. And who is this Nehemiah? He was just a slave, a cupbearer. Here's your wine, sir. Look what happened. And also, look at this. Verse 8. Also, a letter to Asaph, the manager of the king's forest. Now watch closely. Instructing him to give me timber for the beams of the gates of the fortress near the temple. In other words, and for the city walls. Look at this. Don't forget. And a house for myself. We've got to wise up. We, we act like Christianity is just nothing. I know we don't say it's nothing. We believe Jesus. We're all going to heaven. But when we're down here in this world, sometimes we think he won't do nothing. He's not supposed to. We're supposed to make it on our own. Well, just don't request these things then. But I am. Praise the Lord. And he said, oh, by the way, uh, enough lumber for me a house too. Boy, look at this. And the king granted these requests. Here's the key. For God was being gracious to him. We have the whole package of what he did. Just read chapter 1, chapter 2. Now, it ain't even over yet. Watch what happened here. Look at this. When I arrived at the province west of the Euphrates, oh no, now he don't have the king, he don't have... No, no whoa, 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 look at this. I delivered the king's letters to the governors there. The king, uh, I, excuse me, the king, uh, 
uh, I should add, had sent along, look at this, had sent along army officers and troops to protect me. Whack! Exclamation point. So he wasn't just like, well, get out of here. Hope you do good. Yeah. He had army officers with him who probably knew the king. Well, I knew they did. They, they were good friends with the king. And he's going, what are we going to do? What are we doing? Jerusalem? Let's go. Let's rock and roll. Let's hit the street. Let's go. And when, when these army officers showed up and they were trying to submit these letters, they were tapping their foot saying, you better not balk here. I got enough soldiers to go back home and tell the big boss, you are going to give us everything. Oh, here's the bad guys right here. But anyway, so they had these troops. But when Sanballat the Horite and Tobiah the Ammonite, the Ammonites were descendants of Esau. They turned sour. These guys here were descendants of Canaan, just Canaanites. When they heard about my revival, they were very angry that everyone was interested in helping Israel. <gasps> so what? So what? You've got God. Who cares? Three days after my arrival in Jerusalem, I stole out during the night. Look what he did. Uh, taking only a few men with me. I hadn't told a soul the plans for Jerusalem that God had put in my heart. I mounted my donkey and others on foot. I like to call this the midnight ride. And they went, remember, if you've seen pictures of Jerusalem, you can walk around it easily. And they did it here in a couple hours, whatever. But anyway, they went around through the valley gate toward the jackal's well over to the dung gate. Now, does this sound like somebody made this up? These are actual gates in the walls. This is real. To the fountain gate, to the king's pool, where, but my donkey couldn't get through the rubble. Remember, that's because Nebuchadnezzar 25 or 30 years ago had just leveled the place. We circled the city and followed the brook, inspecting the wall, and entered again by the valley gate. The city officials did not know I'd been out there or why. Of course, they know he's a big shot from the king. King of Persia. I hadn't said anything about my plans. Not to the political leaders or even uh, uh, religious leaders who would be doing work. But I told them, you full know well the tragedy of our city. It lies in ruins and the gates are burned. Let's rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and rid ourselves of this disgrace. I'm so proud of our Senator, Senator Sessions. I'll make a little political point here just for fun. But anyway, when they were trying to give, trying to say we don't need to build a wall in Mexico, Senator Sessions put on national news and said, Nehemiah built a wall. <laughs> I thought that was so good. Anyway, anyway, then I told him about the desire God had put in my heart and my conversation with the king and the plan to which he had agreed. And they replied at once, good, let's rebuild the wall. So they began to work. But when Sanballat, oh man, what an idiot, and Tobiah and Geshem the Arab heard of our plan, they scoffed, what are you doing trying to rebel against the king? Remember, there was no email back then. But I replied, the God of heaven will help us, and we're his servants, and we're going to rebuild this wall. And, uh, but you may have no part in it. Now, let's keep going. I've got a few more minutes here. Let's go into the next chapter. This was record time. Record time. They actually built this, they, they built this wall in 52 days. They had weapons in one hand and they had mortar in the other. <laughs> I mean, it was, but it was fantastic. All right, here we go. Uh, do you know the scripture, it says, the joy of the Lord's my strength. That's what happens in 52 days. Once they get their walls up, they have a big meeting. And Ezra, the high priest, gets out the Bible. And he reads about Moses. About our great God. Everybody in the crowd in the 8th chapter of Nehemiah starts crying. Oh, because they knew we were not serving God. 
Nehemiah stepped in, Ezra stepped in and said, everybody quit crying, quit, stop. This is a time of great rejoicing. Let me just jump to it and we can stop uh, anywhere along the way. Look at this. Here's what happened. In mid-September, they assembled by the water gate, Ezra, and he read the book of the law. Okay. Ezra brought out a scroll. He had a pulpit like this. He faced the square in front of everybody. He read from early morning until noon. So that'll wear everybody out. No, it won't. Everybody stood as he opened the scroll, old enough to understand all those. Everybody To his right were this guy, this guy, this guy, so we know it wasn't true. Yes, it was. They wrote the details. Watch this. Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God of all heaven. Everybody lifted their hands toward, anyway, he lifted his hands toward heaven. Anyway, Ezra read the scroll, and all these guys were there. But now watch this. All, uh, they were explaining what the scripture meant. All the people began sobbing when they heard the laws of God. Then Ezra and I as governor and the Levites assisting me said, Don't cry on such a day as this, for today is a sacred day to the Lord your God. It's a time to celebrate with a hearty meal and to send presents. Hello, Christmas. That's what it's about. Send presents to, to those in need, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You must not be dejected and sad. Well, you'd think, well, we ought to because we have just blew our nation and whatever. No, they all came back. They all came back. Now, let's go back to that third chapter. So here they are. Uh, yeah. All right, the third chapter. So here they go. Then this high priest and the other priest rebuilt the wall of the Tower of Hundred and the Tower of Hanel. Remember, does this sound like stuff that doesn't exist? They rebuilt the Sheep Gate, hung its doors, dedicated it. Had a little dedication ceremony right when they're done. We're putting the last brick in, boss. Hold on. Don't do it just yet. Let me get everybody. And the 10 or 15 of them that working on that area, they all got there and said, all right, let's stop. Let's have a little word of prayer before we put this one on here. That's what they did. Then the men from Jericho worked next to them. Beyond them, the work crew was led by Zakur, the son of Imri. The fish gate was built among the sons of Hasina. Uh, and they did the whole thing, cutting the beans. Boy, these guys were working like crazy. I'm just going to keep clicking here. They went on down there. There were some guys here from Tekoa. Their leaders were lazy. They didn't help at all. The old gate was repaired by Jehoiada. These guys, they set up their beams. Uh, let's keep going. Let's see. Uh, I like this one right here. It says, Azel, the son of uh uh, was a goldsmith by trade, but he too worked on the wall. Beyond him was Hananiah, manufacturer of perfumes. You do realize people stunk back in those days, whatever. <laughs> I mean, people, <laughs> I mean, it ain't no different, but still, you know, obviously they must have said, we got to come up with something to handle this stuff. So <clears throat> at least we know the women folk were smelling good. All right. Repairs were not needed uh, from there to the broad wall. Anyway, the mayor, uh, this guy here was next and they fixed that part of the wall. Let's skip on down here. Uh, all the way down here, these guys, they put the bolts and the bars in. They repaired 1,500 feet to the wall of the dung gate. The dung gates, like you say, that must be the, you know, the septic tank area, whatever. It's exactly what it is. Ah, uh, anyway, notice this. He's just naming all the stuff that they did. Look at this one right here. Oh, uh, he built as far as the Royal Cemetery, the Water Reservoir, the Old Officers Club. Hey, they got Officers Club in the Bible. Yeah. Well, what do you think? They have a bunch of angry soldiers and stuff. Officers said, my goodness. Anyway, next to them was the Levites working under this guy and then the mayor of this guy, whatever, down to all. Okay, here we keep going. We have all the details. Uh, let's skip on down here. And here's the temple guys. They got the temple section of it done. Wow, look at all this stuff they did. All right, they completed all the way down to the sheep gate. Let's go around the fourth chapter here. Anyway, Sanballat was very angry when he learned that we were rebuilding. He flew into a rage. 
He insulted us and laughed at us. So did his friends, the Samaritan army officers. What does this bunch of feeble Jews think they're doing? He scoffed. Do they think they can rebuild a wall in a day if they offer enough sacrifices? Now look at that. They already noticed it was going fast because they said they think they can rebuild this in a day. Man, I'm telling you, because you've got Jesus with you, it's going to go fast. It's going to go fast. It is. And look at, the, oh, look at this. And look at those charred stones. They're pulling out of the rubbish and using again. Remember, I've always heard if a house burns, you can't use those brick, whatever. Well, Nebuchadnezzar had burned this place down. And these are burnt rocks and stuff. But I'll tell you what, God take care of everything that you put your hand to. Anyway, let's keep going here. Watch this. Tobiah, he's an idiot. He was standing beside him and remarked, even if even a fox walked on top of the wall, it would collapse. Oh, no, it won't either. Look at this. I prayed. Here he goes again. Hear us, O Lord, for we're being mocked. May their scoffing fall back on their own heads, and may they themselves be captives in a foreign land. Oh, that's not politically correct. Now, wait a minute. You've got enemies. People are coming against you. You've got help. You've got a fortress around you. <clears throat> It's okay. These guys are worshiping idols anyway, but not us. Look at this. At last, the wall was completed to half its original height. The entire city for the workers had worked hard. Oh, but when this guy and that guy, boy, they heard the work was, was going right on and that the breaks in the wall were repaired, boy, they were furious. Well, it doesn't matter. Look at this. They plotted to lead an army against Jerusalem to bring about riots and confusion, but here we prayed. Hello. I, I haven't got it. I don't understand what... Fi- Pray, hallelujah. And God guarded the city that night and day to protect us. Some of the leaders began complaining that the workmen were becoming tired and the rubble uh, that we needed to get into it. What was happening here was, <laughs> this was some heavy work. They were having to, they didn't have any bulldozers and everybody's getting tired. Well, what do you do? You pray again. Lord, help you out. Meanwhile, our enemies were planning to swoop down and kill us, ending the work. Whenever the workers who lived in the nearby cities went home for a visit, our enemies tried to talk them out. Oh, man, the political side of this thing was like going to wipe them out. But it didn't. So I placed army guards from each family in the cleared spaces behind the walls. And I looked over the situation. I called the other leaders and the people said, don't be afraid. Remember, the Lord is great and glorious. Fight for your friends, your families, and your homes. Anyway, our enemies learned uh, that we knew of their plot and God had exposed and had frustrated their plan. Now we all returned to our work but from then on, only half worked while the other half stood and guarded. The masons, look at this, the masons and the laborers worked with weapons within easy reach or with swords tied to the belt. The trumpeters stayed with me to sound the alarm. Work is so spread out, I explained, and we're separated so widely uh, that when you hear the trumpet blow, you've got to rush to Iowa. Notice he said God's going to fight for it. We worked late and night from sun to sundown. Half the men were always on guard. I told the people living outside the walls in Jerusalem, no, to move into Jerusalem so the, sit, so the servants could go on guard during the night. This period, none of us, nor I, nor my brothers, nor serfs, nor the guards who even took off their clothes except for washing. No wonder they needed the perfume, I guess. We carried our weapons with us at all times. Okay, uh, this, this section right here, I mean, it, it looks like well, everything's going great, and then you've got... Unfortunately, it's not just rich people. It's rich people that are wrong. They were making some of the other Jews, well, sell me your son since you owe me so much money. I'll just take your son instead. That all got stopped. Completely stopped. See, notice that we've got to sell our kids into slavery. This is ridiculous. Anyway, Nehemiah straightened every bit of that out. Let me get to this last little part here. Uh, uh, let's see. 
Well, I thought this was interesting here. He said, I would like to mention that for the entire 12 years that I was governor, from the 20th to the 32nd year of the reign of uh, King Art, my aides and I accepted no salaries. Well, where'd the money come from? Well, you think Nehemiah got it. But, I mean, praise the Lord, God was just bringing it in. He said, look at this. This was in quite a contrast to the former governors who demanded food and wine, $100 a day in cash, and put the population at the mercy of the aides who tyrannized them. But I obeyed, look at this, I obeyed God and did not act that way. Praise the Lord. I stayed at work on the wall and refused to speculate. He was working too. I also required my officials to spend time on the wall. Look at this. It, all this despite, look at this. I, I fed, reg, in fact, I, he says, all this despite, I fed 150 officials at my table besides visitors from other countries. They required an ox, six fat sheep, large quantities of this, 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 this. Oh man, my goodness. Uh, but he said, oh God, please keep me in mind for all I've done to bless me in this. Let me get the total right here. Uh, let's see. These guys were still mad at them. Uh, they were trying to, they, they tried to plot to kill him, but it didn't happen. They didn't get him. Oh yeah. Just like they tried to kill Jesus earlier, but they didn't. Uh, let's see. Let me get down here. Oh, here it is. Look at this. The wall was finally finished. Just 52 days. Ah, come on. That's incredible. 52 days. The whole city of Jerusalem. And we already saw all the list of people, all the officials, and we read all about whose family did what on what. Boy, they did it. 52 days. And then they dealt with all the political stuff. They dealt with losing their families to, I didn't pay my light bill. That's okay. We're going to take your son. Oh, no. Fixed all that. None of that took place. God took care of it all. And then, of course, if you keep going, we're just two chapters away from the joy of the Lord's just strength. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you. We see what Nehemiah done. He, who's he? He wasn't even a priest. He was just a person. He was a slave to the king, uh, Artises. And yet, he had uh, just trusted you to help him with whatever he was worried about. And, and look what all took place. He dealt with people that were coming against him, trying to kill him. And none of that stuff took place. You took care of him. He wound up with a palace himself, the house. Well, just, Lord, so if we're sick today, if we're not feeling good, we know you'll take care of that. That's so easy. If we're struggling financially, you'll fix that. Praise the Lord. And if it's something we didn't mention today, but we sure have seen that how you bailed out all these other problems, whatever our problem is, you'll get us out too. That doesn't leave anything left, but we're going to keep details. We're going to keep a diary. If it's only in our mind, we're going to remember the great things you've done for us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, hallelujah. It's so amazing. Right in.